Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Scars Left Behind, episode 28. Prince Philip has died and President Biden climate plan. Buckingham Palace said it is with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen has announced the death of her beloved husband, His Royal Highness the Prince Philip Duke of Edinburgh. His Royal Highness passed away peacefully this morning at Windsor Castle. Boris Johnson said he inspired the lives of countless young people. Speaking at Downing Street, the Prime Minister added he helped to steer the royal family and the monarchy so that it remains an institution indisputably vital to the balance and happiness of our national life. Mr Johnson said he received the news of the Duke's death with great sadness. Prince Philip earned the affection of generations here in the United Kingdom, across the Commonwealth and around the world. Paying tribute to the Duke's role as the longest serving consort in history, Mr Johnson also remembered Prince Philip as one of the last surviving people to have fought in World War II. From that conflict he took an ethic of service that he applied throughout the unprecedented changes of the post-war era. Like the expert carriage driver that he was, he helped to steer the royal family and the monarchy so that it remains an institution. Deep sense of commitment. Scotland's First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, said he she was saddened by the death of the Duke. She tweeted, I send my personal and deepest condolences and those of Scott Gulf and the people of Scotland to Her Majesty the Queen and her family. Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer said the UK had lost an extraordinary public servant, adding he would be remembered most of all for his most extraordinary commitment and devotion to the Queen. Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, said he consistently put the interests of others ahead of his own and in so doing provided an outstanding example of Christian service. <coughs> the Archbishop added, as we recover and rebuild after the terrible trial of the coronavirus pandemic, we will need fortitude and a deep sense of commitment to serving others. The prince married Princess Elizabeth in 1947, five years before she became queen, and was the longest serving royal consort in British history. In March, the Duke of Edinburgh left hospital after a month-long stay for treatment. He underwent a procedure for a pre-existing heart condition at another London hospital, St. Bartholomew. Prince Philip and the Queen had four children, eight grandchildren and ten great-grandchildren. The first son, Prince of Wales, Prince Charles, was born in 1948, followed by his sister, the Princess Royal, Princess Anne in 1950, the Duke of York, Prince Andrew in 1960, and the Earl of Wessex, Prince Edward, 
1964. Prince Philip was born on the Greek island of Corfu on 10th of June 1921. His father was Prince Andrew of Greece and Denmark, a younger son of King George I of the Hellenes. His mother, Princess Alice, was a daughter of Prince Louis of Battenberg and a great granddaughter of Queen Victoria. Next segment. President Biden confronted Republican hostility toward his 2.3 trillion infrastructure package yesterday by declaring it a pillar of his plan to address climate change. Investing in clean energy to fight the effects of climate change is part of infrastructure. Biden said in remarks aimed at pressuring political opponents to support his so-called American jobs plan, his comments dovetailed with indications from White House advisers that the sprawling infrastructure proposal could be used as a cornerstone of the administration's 2030 climate goals, which are widely expected by outside observers to seek a roughly 50% reduction in carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. Now, seeking a rough estimate of 50% reduction in carbon emissions is a bit of a tall order, tall order, and is that possible with their proposed plan? I don't know. Do you think Biden's climate plan is set up in a way that it will enable them to pull it off? I don't know. The construction package includes a clean electricity standard that aims to zero out power sector emissions by 2035, that measure and other provisions like the purchase of electric vehicles by the federal government could be used to convince other countries to announce stronger carbon commitments. At Biden's climate summit in two weeks, White House Deputy Climate Advisor Ali Zaidi suggested this week that the infrastructure proposal would help catapult the US into a position of global leadership on climate change. We've taken robust climate action, Zaidi told Axios in a report published yesterday. I think that's being understood and received as a signal of this president's commitment and credibility on the climate issue. Leaders from 40 of the world's heaviest polluting countries have been invited by the administration to meet virtually April 23rd to ramp up global climate ambition, ahead of a UN summit in Glasgow, Scotland, later this year. Do you know who else I think they should have (coughs) or invite, if they are serious? Greta Thunberg. Um, The administration hopes that each country will lay out renewed climate commitments at the meeting in two weeks, with the common goal of shifting the world economy away from its resilience, reliance on fossil fuels, Biden intends to use the event to showcase the US as a world leader. After the Trump administration walked away from the Paris Climate Agreement, 
When announcing it got its goals for the summit last month, the White House used language that would later ring with similarity to its description of the infrastructure package. Both would create jobs by investing heavily in the clean energy industry. The White House said it wants the summit to showcase the economic benefits of climate action, with a strong emphasis on job creation and the importance of ensuring all communities and workers benefit from the transition to a new clean energy economy. Biden's comments yesterday came as his infrastructure package is shrouded in uncertainty. It's unclear if the narrowly divided Congress will pass the measure that so far has failed to attract Republican support or Democratic unity. Among the challenges facing Biden is opposition in the 50-50 Senate from Senator Joe Manchin who famously shot a copy of a major climate bill with a rifle more than a decade ago for a campaign. Add, Manchin has said he won't accept a provision within the current measure that seeks to raise the corporate tax rates from 21% to 28% to 28%. Manchin raised another obstacle yesterday by saying he opposes the use of reconciliation to pass the the infrastructure package that could force Senate Democrats Democrats to obtain 60 votes rather than 50 for approval, all reports ensuring its defeat. Biden said yesterday that he was open to good faith negotiations, including potentially on a lower corporate tax rate. I'm right open, but we've got to pay for this. Biden said, I am willing to to negotiate that. Biden's best chance for passing some version of his infrastructure bill will be through the budget reconciliation process, which only requires 50 votes. Key pieces of his plan could be stripped out during negotiations with moderate Democrats who were more hesitant on climate policy and federal spending. The Biden administration indicated that it will prevent global temperatures from rising more than 1.5 degrees Celsius to meet that goal. The administration is expected to roll out other significant pieces of its climate agenda in the next two weeks. That could include an executive order requiring a cut in methane emissions from oil and gas facilities and the White House is already in talks with the industry to get buy-in from some of the biggest polluters. But climate advocates are watching more closely for the upcoming announcement of the US plan to cut carbon emissions at least in half by 2030. That commitment called a nationally determined contribution, or NDC, under the Paris Agreement, will rely on some pieces of the infrastructure bill such as hundreds of billions of dollars in investments to build out the nation's clean energy portfolio and electric vehicle manufacturing. The backbone of the infrastructure plan, as some advocates have referred to it, is the clean electricity standard requiring the US to have a carbon-free power source power sector sorry, by 2035. That promises to feature prominently 
in the White House's messaging to other countries at the April summit. We will not be open to doing nothing, Biden said. Inaction is not an option. Biden will need to come to the table with bold promises, but world leaders have learned to be sceptical of US commitments on climate policy because of partisan politics around the issue, said Paul Bledsoe, a strategic office advisor for the, Prog- for the Progressive Policy Institute. This won't be the first time the US has pledged a bold action on the world stage, even as it faced an uncertain fate. Obama sold the world on his clean power plan, which sought the court's power plant emissions and the regulations on car emissions both were rolled back by former President Trump. <coughs> world leaders know that the US will have wild gyrations on climate policy, said Bledsoe, who also noted that powerful market signals are pushing the US to decarbonize. Foreign nations will have some uncertainty, some skepticism about the ability of the US economy to meet specific targets, and they should, Bledsoe said. We don't live in a world of five-year plans, he said, and the pace of decarbonisation of the US economy continues to accelerate, going faster in the last decade than it was in the first decade of the century, and there's every reason to believe it will be faster in this decade. Podcast episodes on your favourite podcast platform. You can find us on Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Breaker, Anchor, Pocket Cast, and of course, Google Podcast. Also, to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at SLB Podcast and on Instagram at Scars Left Behind. That's behind without the E.